Welcome to the Black Anime Podcast. You see me dead, do you? Well then. Go on. She's all about that ass. You are now tuned into the Black Anime Podcast. Not the same. Bro, that nigga was strong. He just got into the Emma is not on top. Not the same, bro. Not even close. Bro, he could have been the killer. You are now tuned in to the Black Anime Podcast. This is the end of the road. Afro Samurai. What's good, y'all? It's Aaron, a.k.a. The Anime Anthology, here with Black Anime, doing something we haven't done in a while, and that's a good old-fashioned interview. Um, We're talking with uh, some people that Actually, one of them, technically. I've been talking on Timeline for a minute now. Been following um, his journey with his manga and also with the little animated short that he put out recently, which was really dope. So decided to invite him onto the pod. Um, we used to do this all the time, but it's been a while. So I'm trying to get back into it. I hope you guys enjoy it. You guys uh, are happy that, you know, we doing this again. Putting y'all on to some new people and some new manga that you need to be reading on webtoons or you need to be buying a physical because as y'all know, I'm a physical man. I like physicals. I do not like reading online for real, but I'll do it if I have to. But I love physicals. So um, without further ado, I'm going to let them go ahead and introduce themselves. Uh, so I'm Zati Banda. People call me Z. And I'm the writer of IX Foot and creator of IX Foot. Nate, you good? Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know if you were going to say more. My bad. <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, I'm Nate. Uh, I'm the editor and website designer of IX Foot. Although, if you look up the website, it is currently down because costs, you know. Um, but, yeah, that's me. It's just expensive, man. We just we just put up our new website for you know our magazine slash pod like a few months ago. Man, I see the money come out my account every month, and I'm like, God damn. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, and like you know, tech's kind of broke right now, so <laughs> so they gotta charge the wazoo out of everybody now. No free trials, none of that. <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. I'm like, I, I no reason why y'all gotta take this much money from me just to hold up a website. Like I like. We need to make no bread off of this. Y'all can't, y'all can't just help us out. Give us a little, you know what I mean? Give us a little few days just to chill. So, oh, nah, it's bullshit. Some yeah, bullshit. Now, yes, man. now Twitter is eight bucks. Don't even get me started Jeez. on that, man. Elon's ridiculous for that. Ain't nobody, who, if you pay eight bucks for Twitter, if you pay eight dollars for Twitter, you're a joke. You're a joke. Why yeah. are you paying for Twitter? It's crazy. Everybody who's like in support, it's just a couple of Starbucks. And I'm like, come on, bro. Nah. <laughs> What what value do you get from this? Listen, like Twitter, like paying for Twitter is like that kind of thing where like you forget to log on for like a few months, and next thing you know, they didn't charge you like one hundred and fifty bucks. Like what the hell happened? Like <laughs> that's what Twitter is, man. Like at least I get a Starbucks. I'm drink. I'm gonna drink that before I get to my destination. I I gained something from that. I ain't gained shit from from paying for for uh, Twitter. That's ridiculous. Especially since Elon is paying for people's Twitter, people Twitter Blue now. Like like he just going backwards. He he, went, he tried to go forward and went backwards. Stupid. Stupid. Yeah, no, he's he's a dumbass. Proves rich people aren't smart people. 
That's facts. That's facts. Also, uh, my boy uh, Warzy, Z, he's the I don't know. Are you you the owner? Y'all co-owners of Third World Manga, or is it? Uh, how does that work? Uh, you know, at this point in time, I don't think we've ever really <laughs> spoken about that. Um, I would say we're co-owners. Yeah, I, I started it, and Nate's Nate's joined on over time. All right, so that's that's cool, man. I'm like, oh, I guess a manga company type thing. I, I think more people need to get into that. I I was talking to um somebody I know the other day, uh Tony. He this boy Tony. He he runs his own manga company, manga comic company, and you know he was talking a lot about how owning it is like uh, people don't understand like the intricacies of owning it and like working with it. But then also you see other people who own stuff, and you're like, wow. That's how they. That's how they're gonna move. They're gonna move like that. They're gonna be rude to people. They're gonna do this, this, and that. They're gonna lie. They're gonna do outside, and, it, and it's like, damn, it's crazy. You know, like I don't think you realize always how hard it is intricacies of like running a company like that. No, yeah, it's it's a lot. Our like mission at the end of it is definitely like we want to get to the point where we can put other people on because mm-hmm. I think you're probably noticing at this point like manga needs. An anime needs like diversity, not only in characters, just in the stories that are being produced. There's so much garbage isekai that makes, you know, gets to Netflix, you know, and it's like, well, how did this, how did this get here? So, yeah, we want to just put other people on. I come from Malawi, uh, which is a third world country, so that's that's where the name came from, and it's this idea of like putting on people who are like. You know, shoved to the side, essentially. That's, that's cool. That's cool. I, 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 you're right. That's something we do need in anime. I, anime is kind of interesting. I mean, think I also an article the other day where they were talking about, you know, maybe we have too many isekai stories. And I'm like, I, I think we're a little late on that conversation. We've had too many for years, man. <laughs> Every season got like four or five of them. And, and like, it's funny because like isekai like comes in trends and it's obviously what it's obviously what the trends are. It's like one season. There's one anime that's mad different. People are like, oh my gosh, it's so cool. Kimi Smart did that. And the next season, you see the, the same, the same concept. This was six different isekai. You're like, wow. Now nah, I'm tired of it. It's, it's like yeah. we don't get we don't get no rest in between. Yeah, we went through the video game phase. Then we went through the like reincarnate in a medieval world phase. Now we're on like random objects. We're reincarnated as a random object. Now, now you're reincarnated. You come back from the real world with your powers you had in the reincarnated world. And then it was also, you know, you were, you know, you're not, you're not reincarnated with powers necessarily. You're reincarnated with intelligence. So now you're a diplomat. You're a diplomat in another world. It's like all this other stuff that just, it's like, y'all, y'all just, y'all, y'all trying to make this a, a square, like was a, a square peg fit in a circle hole and it's not working. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. But uh, let's go ahead and do the what's up real quick. We'll get started with the interview and everything. So what's happening with y'all? What's cracking with y'all? Reading what y'all watching? Um, what y'all getting into? Either one of y'all can start first. Uh, all right, I'll go. I'll go first. Um, I'm watching. I'm actually finishing up Blue Lock right now, which is crazy to say because, you know, I write an indoor soccer manga. But I've read the Blue Lock manga more than the anime, and I went ahead of the anime. So I'm finishing up the anime. It's it's fantastic, honestly. Um, but I still think the manga edges it. I'm watching Vinland Saga season two. That's been beautiful. 
and low key showcasing a lot of people's media media illiteracy. <laughs> but it's been a fantastic second season. Uh, finished up Mob Psycho just the other week. I'm reading Lost Lad London, which is like a I don't know how to describe it, like a detective manga. Yeah, I got it. I have that too. It's a detective yeah, yeah. mystery, it, it, murder yeah, mystery I, manga type thing. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. I th- I think it should be a live action show. Of course, if they do an anime, I think it would work as well. Um, but outside of that, I spend most of my time writing. Um, me and Nate have been working with a Brazilian artist to try and get a pitch going for some publishers. So we've been, I've been there, I'm doing a lot of the writing on that end and just working on the, on the short film. So that's been me. Yeah, I think I think Lost Lad London probably could do good with a live action too. The only problem is the only problem with the live action is that they never give the anime the manga that deserves live actions live action. They be given things that never needed one. Yeah. Live actions. <laughs> like I'll like say one piece. Oh yeah, One Piece. One Piece that does not need a live action. I agree with that. That does not need a live action. <laughs> what about you, Nate? What you been up to? So I've been I'm finishing up my one and only year of grad school so yeah that takes up a lot of time as you can imagine but i don't know man i always try and find the time to to watch anime um let's see recently i've been watching vinland saga as well it's it's fucking dope i low-key think if it finishes well it could be better than an attack on titan i don't know if that's a hot take but it is what it is (laughs) And I don't know, we could talk about that <laughs> a little bit, I guess. But um, but no, I've also been watching uh, kind of an older anime called Monster. I was like watching it illegally for the longest time. And then it finally <laughs> showed up on Netflix. And I was like, okay, I got to finish this. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so yeah, that's what, I, what I've been doing. I'm working on a lot of research projects, trying to find jobs. And then also work on iXFoot stuff and develop that website. And yeah, I'm ready to graduate and start actually making money. But in the meantime, I'm still broken. That's cool. That's dope, man. Y'all, y'all better than me, man. I'm trying to. I'm just now trying to get back up on anime. I miss. I, I'm. As I don't talked about before. I am a K drama uh, enthusiast to the point to where I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know how to say this, but uh, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed, man. I, I think I, in like the past four months, I've probably watched like at least like 10 to 12 K-dramas. And they're an hour each episode. So like it's 13 episodes an hour. It's 13 hours. Now multiply that by like 10. I've watched a, an ungodly amount of Korean, Korean television. Is this why you like Slice of Life a lot? Wait, wait, wait. Okay, that's not why I like Slice of Life. I like Slice of Life before I like K-dramas, but then I watch K-dramas and I realize these are just live-action slices of life. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. But it's also with adults, so that makes it even better, because like now I don't have to watch kids. I don't have to watch like a 13-year-old fall in love for the 15th time. Like, I can watch it 100 times. I can watch like a 28-year-old fall in love. Like, that's nice. That's, that's, it's a beautiful thing, man. I don't know. I don't know. More people need to watch Slice of Life, okay? Slice of Life, romance, and just like regular and general life stuff needs to be watched more. Because some of these niggas don't have lives, and they're living their life through the wrong people. You try to live your life through Goku. You're not Goku. You'll never be Goku. 
right, you're, you're, this, you're this background loser nigga in this other anime I watch. You're not Goku. So. <laughs> uh, uh, but besides that, I'm, I've been I te- I have been trying to watch anime now, trying to catch back up. Um, so uh, last the winter season had a lot of good anime. So like I'm trying to watch that. But like the worst part about watching, and this is like an issue. The worst part about watching anime after a season is over is it becomes like impossible to find the anime for that last season. Like unless you know for a fact what came out, you have to go look up. You have to go to you know my my any list. You have to go to like one of those, find them, and then search them. And then like you know what I'm saying like it's just it becomes an extra step instead of just going to country runs. But oh yeah, I'm watching. But watch this. Yeah, like, it's just they just shove some stuff away after the season's done. You're like, oh, I guess I really gotta go search for this one. It doesn't like and like unless it has to be like worldwide good. If not, they're like, yeah, nah. So uh, we're gonna throw that shit in the vault and like, yep. If you find it, you're lucky. Here's a here's a here's a ripped in half map and here's a broken compass. I figure it out. And it's like, come on, man. Like, made it a little bit easier to find stuff that just came out. Like you go to just add it. I guess this one thing you go to just add it, and they got like the the you know what they we just added. I'm like this is a bad thing. Maybe these have different categories, but like just added the, like the Arabic dub. For my hero, and I'm like, that's great for people who want to watch it in, you know, Arabic. But for for me, who's just trying to find an anime that just came out last season, I it, it's it's buried. It's like just buried. Like, and I just I don't know. There has to be a better way to do things, but they have not figured it out yet. That's funny. That's uh, but um, because I've been reading manga, um, I just picked up uh, I think he's at Long Slad London Volume Three. Um, I finally finished um, collecting all of Tokyo Ghoul, um, the original, not Tokyo Ghoul Ray. I'm just going to buy a box set for that. I don't feel like we're doing what I did with this one. Um, I got the whole see. collection, too. Yeah, I need, to get, I need to get Ray, but like, I just don't feel like I'm going to buy a box set. I'm just paid $150 and buy a box set. Um, uh, that is a godly manga. It's, it's amazing, man. The, I, I hate the anime, but the manga I love. That, fun fact, I think that's Nate's first anime. Zaya it is. Right? I feel, I feel yeah. bad for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it got me into anime, so you tell me. <laughs> like, it was definitely, it was an interesting one as my first one, since I didn't watch it as a kid. Like, I actually, Z is the one who got me into into anime, like, what, was that, our freshman year? Like, yeah, winter, yeah. winter break, we had nothing else to do, and damn like it was yeah i saw you watching it i was like what is that weird shit <laughs> and then I started, <laughs> wa- I started watching it with you and i was like damn this this is so hype and then after that psychopath and the rest is history okay so you, so you went from you went from you know from like trash to peak i believe <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah yes the both worlds <laughs> Shout out um, oh my gosh um, I'm reading that. I'm reading Go Go Loser Ranger. I just picked up Volume Three the other week. Um, what else? What else? I'm not. Re- I'm not like I'm not really reading anything. I have Don. I got Don Don to Don Volume Three. I'm so happy that's in that's in English now. And I think that's pretty much it. When I'm reading, I'm like, I have a lot of manga I've not read yet. I just kind of like go to Barnes and Nobles, like, oh, that's cool, and I buy it, but then I just don't read it. So I have a I have a. Uh, collection of stuff that i've got manga that i have not read yet but yeah that's that's pretty much me right now i'm up to what i'm getting into um but uh let's go let's, let's since we since, since we got past the what's up it's time to get to the nitty-gritty um 
let's go ahead and let's go ahead and get into the interview and just like talking about the Ramanga and I foot. Um, my first question is going to be, uh, you know, it's pretty simple. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's like it's like this is like your elevated pitch. You know what I'm saying? Um, what is third world manga? You know, to you, what is it? What is it? Third world manga to me is a space in manga that's gonna change the game, introduce new stories, new types of stories, and bring in fresh perspectives into manga and anime. Not just you know, you won't see shonen and just basically map out 80% of the plot when we make a story. You know, stuff's always going to be kind of fresh and unique. And Ix Foot is an example. There's a romance in there. There's sports. There is shonen. And there's also, like, sprinkles of slice of life. So it's going to be really, really fresh stuff. Okay, okay. You know, you you saw the most life earlier, and I, I thought you was about to start dissing me. I'm like, all right, okay, he gets what I'm putting down. Okay. <laughs> um, what? Uh, um, my next question, like, how how and why was Third World Manga founded? Like, what was what's 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 the story of Third World Manga? How and why? You know, I've I've always kind of been a business oriented kid. Like back in Malawi, I used to sell counterfeit jerseys to my American teachers because they didn't know better. <laughs> and, you know, I'd make money that way, just hustling. I'd go to like neighborhood shops and buy up their jerseys and do stuff like that. So when I started writing manga, I was like, this is cool. But I want to be in the spot where I'm like making money like automatically. You know what I mean? Like, and you kind of need like a like a name or a brand or something that where people can see it and they go, okay, cool, that's quality. I'm gonna trust it, and that's the idea. Is like I want something that's gonna be recognizable quality, and my own. You know, you know, me and Nate, we both worked regular jobs after college, and no disrespect to a nine to five, it's an honest living, but damn, <laughs> it sucks working under people sometimes. <laughs> And yeah, like what there's so much money in indie comics and manga now. Um, it's just finding that like niche where it all really works, you know. I feel that. I feel that. I mean, I, I, I mean, that's you know why why you know we have the magazine, why we have podcast. You know? I mean, trying to like fit find your own space. You know what I mean between like everybody else, all the weeds, right? Find out where you belong in a way, and like be able to excel in that. I totally get that, especially especially when it comes to creative careers or trying to get into creative careers. It it feels like you know, I mean, like everybody makes it seem like there's too much of them, but then every year you see more stuff pop up. So yeah, you know, like I, I totally get that. especially since you know we talked about a little before, like how tired it kind of feels with um what's coming out now anime wise and in some ways you know comic book wise for sure. And manga definitely has a lot of different stories, but it feels like the manga that's always picked is the same stuff that we've seen before. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. And so that, that leads into my next question. You saw I did that to segue. Um, what makes Third World Manga and, you know, its future stories different from other publishers um, and, you know, stash stories? Like, what makes it different? What makes it different? Like I said, fresh, fresh perspectives. I also think, like, 
you know, because we're like what we are, I think there's, we're willing to fail. And that's why we're willing to like put a fresh story out. So like we have some crazy ideas. I'll throw you one right now that hopefully we'll get to working on soon. But it's a it's a side character who dies and he ends up living in the mind of his creator. Interesting. And he's trying to come back to life. And and he wants to come back as a main character. That's his whole goal. And so it's like it's it's a it's basically an isekai, but it's not working on the same rules as like a regular isekai because this is like a a meta story, and he he's existing in the author's mind, and he's trying to prove himself as a character. So it's like something like that. It's cool. It's crazy, and it's not typecast, right? Like you said, even like the indie stuff that comes out is like. It's just like that's a reskinned Dragon Ball Z or a reskinned Naruto, which is like all power to people. But like people know it's not going to fail. So that's why they keep releasing it. Um, but we're we're not allowed to fail and just fresh perspectives. I'm from Malawi. Um, so I've lived a different life than most people here and have experienced different things. And I love throwing those things into my stories in different ways and in little ways, whether that be the name of a villain or something or what. And Nate's from Indiana, so not terribly different than most Americans, but <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know what the hell is in Indiana, so I, I... <laughs> exactly what it's the hell is it's in much. <laughs> a lot of corn. <laughs> I about to say I all, all I remember all I remember normal Indiana's cornfields and uh, racism, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> Yeah, yep, yeah. You're not too far off. <laughs> You're not too far off. But yeah, we're just we're not a- afraid to fail and we're willing to to keep taking risks like this short film. Honestly, I have no animation background. Um or anything of that sort, but like I just want to do it cuz I think people people will like it when it comes out. It look good and why not? And I guess like yeah, third world manga is special because why not? You know, we always ask that and then we, we just keep going. So, yeah. I hope that answers the question. It, it, it does, thoroughly. Thoroughly does answer the question. Um, I think, uh, you know, bringing your own first experience into your work is like the most important thing. Uh, people, like I said, like, you know, making a copy always feels soulless, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody trying, like you're trying too hard to be somebody else, you should always be yourself. You know, like it's like a simple exactly. thing that people say, but it's like the truth. Like, you know, be yourself, you know, like um, and, you know, kind of like so what do you have any specific personal experience that has influenced, um, you know, I foot or, you know, future manga you want to do or, you know, has, has there been anything that, you know, specifically has influenced you? Uh, with I foot. Um, if you read Gyorune's story, you're basically reading my, like, life junior year of high school, essentially. Uh, so, like, what happens to him at the point you meet him, right? He's, like, kind of, like, homeless, so to speak. I wasn't homeless. But, like, you know, he's he's in, like, a thing with his mom who's kicked him out mm-hmm. and certain things. That, that did happen to me. <laughs> um, so, like, Diodine is essentially me um, in a lot of ways. 
And so that experience is there. Um, other stories, most of my like characters, like a lot of the characters in IX Foot are uh, inserts from my real life. Um, I would tell you who, but if they ever want to sue because of their <laughs> descriptions aren't <laughs> good enough, I'm not about to give them room. I don't even know if they can do that. But um, like the character Gi, I had a Korean teammate named uh, Gi Won Yang. He's very good at soccer. Put him in there and basically exaggerated a couple. He's just an example of one. He he's aware that it's based off him. And a lot of the characters in IX Foot are like based off people I've met in real life. In like coming chapters, there's a character based off Nate, who's uh. You know, just caricatured up version of him and certain things. So I I think it's the easiest way to write. Just take what's around you and just put it in the story. It's the stuff you know, right? Um, I always like make it a rule to never write write about things I don't know. Um, that's how you get bad writing or whatever happened to Miles Morales in that one comic book where he was telling the <laughs> story. You remember that? Did you see that? Yeah, I remember. I remember when well, yeah, I was in What If Miles Morales was Thor, and I was like, Yeah, oh. yeah. And it was like, oh, you know, the person who wrote this hasn't hasn't talked to anyone black in years. Well, yeah, I think the first person who wrote it was Hispanic too. So I was like, ah, I was like, I think she, I think I want to say that. Let me, uh, let me backtrack. Maybe they weren't. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna cut this out of the the uh, the editorial. But anyway, um, keep it in here though. Oh, I thought I think they were Hispanic. I don't remember, but like it was, it just wasn't a black person. You could tell it wasn't a black. Yeah, person. it wasn't their experience, and they were trying to like reach for something that's not there. And like, I I make it a rule to write from my experience. That way, it, it does feel authentic and it feels real. And you're not reading it and going, I don't think that's how that goes. <laughs> that's real. I I, th- I think people miss out on that. I mean, I, I feel like you know. For me, that's what I think a lot of people feel like comics, uh, manga, comics, manga is a little more personalized because because it has a definitive start and end, and you can talk to people like I think, um, like for Jujutsu Kaisen, I think that's the one I've probably done the most features on research on, just because people have been like, oh, it's like Naruto, no, I'm like the man's influence was Bleach, it's obvious, anyway. But he <laughs> talks about how he uh, he talks about his self inserts, how like he said like. Um, different characters and they were like his brother or like like himself or like you know his first love and stuff like that and he talks about it and I feel like if you can't talk about your work that way then you're kind of missing the point of doing it you know what I'm saying yeah and you, and then you're always in this constant like trying phase you know what I mean mm-hmm. trying to get a character to feel authentic because it's like you're trying because it's not <laughs> you know authenticity doesn't have to try you know mm-hmm. so so um Again, leads to my next question. Sometimes I write the questions really well. Um, when people read a work from third world manga, you know, what should they expect? And like you talked about authenticity, you talked about, you know, your personal experience. Is there like anything else they should really feel from it, they should get from it? I think they should expect to see things they've never like, things they've encountered but like flipped or made to feel larger than life. Um, that's evident through IX Foot. I think 
indoor soccer is, might be something everybody's experienced, but I want to give it the feel like this is grandiose and huge, even if maybe you're not into it. Or if you are, then you get to see like certain things in a, in a cool light. Same with the story about the side character I just told you about. Same thing. We've all seen side characters. Now let's, let's see them in a different perspective. Let's see them as trying to be the main character. So like this idea of like taking something that's simple and always in your world somewhere and making it something greater is, is one of the things they should expect. They should expect a fun, enjoyable story. I think that's probably a bit of a prerequisite, but I want these stories to just be enjoyable and easy to read. And I want people to want to share them. They should expect something that they, they're going to be infectious over, you know, like, okay, I read this and I really want to show someone else um, this story. They should expect diverse characters. And just for diversity's sake, like characters, the world has diversity. The stories are going to have diversity. Um, and it's not going to be, you know, Disney-fied where everything's like a symbol or something. You know, Disney's always trying to pull something. Um, they'll expect diverse characters just because the world is diverse. And I think, why shouldn't stories? Mm. And yeah. Nate, you got anything? Yeah. Uh, just based off of like how we've worked through like almost every single page at some points trying to, to, you know, get IX foot out in many different uh, iterations. Like, I think just the quality of the storytelling is like something that people can like look forward to. And it's going to be fresh because uh, in my opinion, a lot of the stories that we encounter on a, on a yearly basis now, the storytelling is second to the like visuals sometimes to the sort of like mass marketing appeal and like the cheap kind of gimmicks versus like mm -hmm. the story being, you know, foundational. And so I think that's one thing that people can like, it's like gonna be drinking like, I don't know, like any any number of like refreshing drinks you can think of. I love a uh, love tequila, that's refreshing to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, Nate is currently drunk at the moment. Again, crazy. Dude, I'm, no cap though. Tequila on the rocks with like some lime and lemon shit. That's that's fire. Um, but yeah, anyways, <laughs> so that's something that people can look forward to as well. I think. Uh, yeah, me, me and Nate, we we listened to MF Doom, and I, I love MF Doom. And there's that one quote where they ask him, "Why do you wear the mask?" And he's like, "You know, I want it to be about the music. You know, when the mm -hmm. stage of you know entertainment nowadays." You got to be an influencer first. And then once you're an influencer, you're like, hey, buy my T-shirts, buy my manga, buy my something. And me and Nate are not influencers. We're not very good at marketing low-key. <laughs> We're going to get better. Um, but we pride, we want the story to speak for itself because we're not influencers. So we're not expecting you to get the story just because you like us. Um, we, you know, it'd be fine if you like us, <laughs> <laughs> but we just, we've always focused on story first, you know, and then of course, if, if you like us, you like us, but we want the stories to really stand alone and be their own thing. I mean, that's kind of what's cool about anime and manga, you know, 
a lot of manga comes out and you don't know the the mangaka until like years later like i didn't know who toriyama was and i grew up watching dragon ball because dragon ball spoke for him um so yeah that's facts that's facts man i think i think people miss out like i said like talk about personalization they just miss out on that man it's like uh you know even though toriyama will never beat the allegations he'll never beat them racist allegations man i (laughs) Sheesh, Jesus Christ. No, he won't, man. He won't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that, that personal connection is a lot. I mean, and uh, how did you, so how did you two come together with that real manga? I mean, I was, I was going to come to Nate anyway because I'm like, Nate hasn't been talking much. So I'm like, you know, how, how did y'all come together for third world manga? Like, what, what, what was the linchpin? Oh, that's Nate, a great question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got you. Um, no i like honestly the conversation i think that we're having now is like a conversation that i had with like z fairly early on like you know some of the things that like i i really miss about like college is like not the like parties necessarily because lord knows those weren't having happening at hu (laughs) (laughs) and if anybody's listening from hu don't worry we didn't party at all um none of that happened but like when you're in the dorm at like three o'clock at night and you've literally got nothing else to talk about, but you just like put on some video games, put on some MF Doom or some, you know, really good music and you just chat and like through our conversations, like I just I loved getting to hear Z talk about something that he's actually passionate about besides like soccer, which <laughs> we we also go back and forth on that a lot, too. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, like. I just like loved hearing that and i was like wow like you know writing manga especially like writing in general is not looked upon very positively here in the states i don't think it's like one of those things like you know right like it's not expected to make you a lot of money so therefore it's like not really that admirable but like on top of that manga especially is like bro are you asking to be poor and it's like (laughs) like just hear him like talk about that with like such like I don't know, bigger. It was like very like inspiring to me. And, you know, in high school, I like took creative writing classes and I was like, you know, writing would be fun, but of course it doesn't make you money. So I'm not going to do it. And then we just kind of started like, like reading each other's stuff. I read his stuff mainly at first until I started writing. Um, And fun fact, I have written a book and it's not very good. So (laughs) I'm not going to talk much (laughs) about it. (laughs) Uh, But just through that process, I was like, wow, this is like, this is like a lot. And a lot of people who, like, uh, don't understand the process, don't understand, like, how much actually goes into it. And so, like, once we started talking, I was like, dude, like, this is, like, so cool. Like, how can I help you, like, do this? Because, like, at that point, we had already become, like, pretty close friends, especially on the soccer team and, like, playing Gears of War until 3 o'clock at night when we should have been studying for exams. That was fucking awesome. Um, And on Gears of War. Oh, man, such a great game uh but yeah and then after that we just like we're like dude let's like let's just do this and then we just started doing it like all the time and then like it just felt natural like that's why it's like weird to talk about like who's the owner and i'm like (laughs) dude like it's just like weird how like naturally has just become like we are just like the same thing at this point like obviously it's z's uh you know thing and it's like his but like we've just been working on it together for so long now it's like almost hard to even determine when the actual start was and so yeah we just feed off each other so well and it's like it's just like almost like now thinking about it, it's like there is like <laughs> it's hard to say like 
there is like I expect without the two of us together, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. You know, I I <laughs> I think that reminds me like me my uh you know when we we made black anime, you know we uh he brought the idea to me and we just started like recording and you know now you know we we go to cons like on press passes and we do we we talk to amazing people like you guys and we get to do all these kind of things that we didn't think were possible before. So no, that that's awesome. That's awesome. No, it's dope. It's dope when the synergy is right there, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like you know you can feel it in the air. It's palpable. <laughs> um, oh yeah, but that's 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 awesome, man. I, um, and that, I moving on, moving through the questions, you know, um, talking about y'all journey through third world manga and everything. Like, what's what what are what are your goals like? Uh, if you had a five-year plan, if y'all had a five-year plan, five, ten, fifteen-year plan, what would be the what would be the landmarks you'd have to meet? Five, ten-year plan. Okay, definitely outright an anime. Um, you know, I don't think we're ever too coy about it. I think we want one of our creations to end up on TV somewhere, and. You know, not saying we deserve it or something, but the, I think the stories are the stories are good enough to get the TV, and just to be in stores, like you said, you go to Barnes and Noble and you get manga, and like you know, it sounds like you're kind of like me where you read them, but they're also like cool decorations, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so you just stack them up um, over time, and we want people to go to to go to Barnes & Noble and find out stuff on the there or go to a Walmart. Shout out Saturday AM. Uh, mm-hmm. They're getting a lot of their stuff in Walmarts across the country and in Europe. For, well, not Walmarts in Europe. Walmart failed in Europe. <laughs> um, but yeah, we kind of like want that type of feeling. Like you go to a store, you can see our stories. You can recognize the characters. Like I went to the Wicked Comic Con this weekend. I cosplayed as Diorene and showed people the manga and they were amazed. And the, the first thought in my head was like, in five, ten years, kids are going to be dressed as Diorene coming up to me and I'm going to be sitting there looking like the tired creator. This <laughs> <laughs> the con who has to perk up for this fan who's just shown up. And they're going to be wearing the lamb mask and everything and looking at me and like they're going to be looking at all the other stories we've written, side chronicles or something else. And they're going to be like, yeah, man, I started here. And this is what this character means to me. We want to make, we want to make stories that mean something to people. And in 10 years, we want those stories to be available in places where they can find them. Essentially in 10 years, we don't want to do any more marketing (laughs) because the stories will be so widespread that People just find us. What's <laughs> you gonna be on that, man? I think, I think marketing's a forever thing. <laughs> yeah, but it'd be nice to get that, like, man, Klaus Johnson. Like, you could tell the indie guys at the con because an indie guy will see you walking by. You'd be like, "Hey, nice mask," and then you're like, "Ah, gotta interact with this guy." Klaus Johnson and the like cool pro comic writers were just chilling. I was just waiting. If people would come up to them and they they knew they knew they had pull. I feel like you just need to find a friend that likes to do marketing. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We try to, I mean, man, but people want to get paid. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, that's kind of fair, though. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, well, we get it is easy, man. <laughs> you better be like, yeah, some interns, and that didn't work. Yeah, we need to get into some colleges. Yeah, look at some, look at how to get, um, look at how to become a like a semester course. Like, yeah, you can get college credit for working with us. You know, like as a marketing intern, you get college credit. When do you want to do that? You know, you did that. You have to sell it that way. Yeah, no, we need to. That's a good idea. Low key, we'll tap that one down. Hey, man, be like, be like, hey, you know, I'm a, I'm a special interest case. If you prove, you can prove it here. You know, <laughs> you can make it anywhere. You can if you if you, if you can get us to to ten thousand followers, you can get anybody to ten thousand followers. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, you guys need a third for third word manga. Apparently, I'm, I'm saying. Hey man, if you're down, <laughs> no, 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 no. don't ask me now. I, I, I'm already <laughs> busy as hell, man. I, I don't like working either. I'll be struggling out here in these streets, man. <laughs> these Instagram reels be beating my ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool though, man. I mean, like, uh, uh, I, f- I feel like you know, I want to get a physical from you guys because I get I got physicals from most of the people. That we've supported. I still got some other ones I got to get. Like I got um, uh, you know, Studio Maho. I got their God Punch ones. I got uh, Shade of um, Shade of Red. Shade you know, of Red. yeah, Dog Falcon from my boy at Severas, and I got the Uncommons from Tony. Got a few posters. I, I gotta get y'all physical next. So y'all, y'all, do y'all plan on like you know selling some physicals at a con or you know? I mean, I thought y'all sold some online already, but do y'all, do you think y'all have a booth at a con and sell some physicals? I mean. I would say, in my opinion, and this is a biased opinion as a black man, DreamCon has uh, been the best for especially indie people of color and black people because the other cons I've been to, um, they never really had that. Like I had a, um, uh, one of our correspondents, she went to MegaCon, and she said she found one woman there selling, you know, trying to you know, get people to buy her manga. And outside of her, outside of that one woman, it's about anybody else. And this is a problem that we see reoccurring in a lot of cons where there are artist alleys, there are vendors, stuff like that. But a lot of the creators you see are are not black, are not people of color. And so, you know, are there cons that you guys want to go to to sell your stuff or, you know, pay up physicals to do? And and it's expensive. I think it's also the the, the price of entry. Yeah, the price, price of admission price is, is always the hardest part. Yeah, because you have to buy the, you know, the, buy the physicals, then you got to buy the stand, and then you got to find a way to break. And you got to pay, whatever it is, you got to pay for the flight, the stay, all that kind of stuff like that, you know, business cards, you know, the price of admission. So food while you're there. So, oh yeah, there's any like cons that you guys want to go, you know, like maybe one in Boston or one in um, North Carolina, you know? You know, it's crazy. Before today, I was on my Vid Staples, low-key anti-con shit. You know, Vid <laughs> Staples takes doing freestyles. Mm-hmm. He's like, why would I do that? Getting out free work. Um, but after the con today, like, you know, if you do it right, you can, there's a lot of opportunity, right? Cause a lot of foot traffic, you can call out to fans, um, and you can get attention that way. But like, kind of like you said, there was a guy, I got his, he was selling a manga there. He's a black dude, rarely visited. And when I did visit him, all love, and it was dope, and his manga was really cool, and all these certain things, and I was like, damn, it would be really cool to be this guy, like, be in his position on the other side, selling 
a physical copy of Ike's foot and stickers or whatever. So there's definitely like, I think there's definitely value there. And of course, like I saw a dad with his like two kids doing like TikToks um, at somewhere in there. He found like a little quiet spot and he was like showing the comics he got with his kids. And I was like, oh, so it's also like free marketing, right? If you get lucky. You know, everybody's now posting, you know, we all live online. Someone's going to come through here, get a copy of your manga, and they're posting a TikTok before they've even read it. Like, that's crazy. So definitely now, DreamCon was one I'd love to go to out in Texas. Never been to Texas. Um, okay, I have no reason to want to go there except for DreamCon. <laughs> I got food, food out there. I got some good food in Houston. Okay, okay, I'll go to Texas barbecue or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Beamcon, I want to go to Anime Boston. Um, I hear Anime NYC is is becoming a bit diluted. Um, you know, Anime, Anime NYC is cool. I think people, um, when they brought the prices out, people misunderstood. It's like they had their biggest, I think the biggest con, and now I see con last year, and they just ran out of space. And you know the easiest way, you know the easiest way to get people to not go. You raise what? prices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it, it's it's exclusionary. It's whatever, but you raise prices, and then less people come, and then you don't have to, you know. Cause I think anyway, when I see this year is trying to like buy another space because they're trying, they're still trying to do it at the at the the center they do it at, but they're trying to like buy space across the street so they could, you know, add more stuff because there's so many people that are coming. So. You know, I, I think NYC, Anime NYC would be a great, great thing to, like, you know, solicit as well. Yeah, Anime Boston also had to have space across the street because it's been growing like crazy. I'm going next week to Comics in Color, which is a oh, okay. yeah, I know that is, yeah. comic con for, you know, black and people of color comic creators out here in Boston. I'm just going as like a person. I don't have a booth or anything. It's free, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, so if you know anyone in the area, tell them to get us go up there. And yeah, I'm interested to see how how that is. I like cons like that where maybe they're a little smaller, but you're not getting like celebrity distractions. Seem ideal. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't want to go to a con and like, you know. Isayama, you know, shout out, he's, he's earned his money. Shout, shout out, Isayama. And, like, the voice actor for Miroria is there. And, like, everybody's in line for that. And, like, if you're trying to sell a, a manga to someone, they're like, we don't care. We came here for to hear Isayama talk about the ending of Attack on Titan or something. Don't spoil it. Me and Nate don't, don't read the manga. <laughs> uh, so I, I definitely, w- I think when I think of cons, I'd like to visit something that's a little more like small to mid tier mm-hmm. uh, before we can really get to something like big where, you know, people are just lining up to meet, you know, whatever celebrity they invite or whatever. I, I, I think you're overworrying, my man. I think you're overthinking it. Like imagine, I'll say imagine a scenario. You're at a con, right? And they, for some reason, sat you next to Steve Blum. You're like, God damn, that nigga's a legend, okay? <laughs> that man has voiced all the most important people in, like, anime, and in, in that, that man is motherfucking Toonami, okay? Like, the goat, right? Now, imagine his line wraps around the block. They had to, they, they opened the door. People outside waiting to get an autograph from Steve Blum. 
and they're bored. They're in line. They're bored as hell. But there's there's a there's a there's a table next to them. We read third world manga, and they're like, oh, what's what's third world manga? You know, I'm bored. I got nothing else to do. You know, I'm waiting for him. He's taking his time talking to this guy. Maybe I'll just pick this up and see what it's about. Now okay. they're like, okay, dude, oh, third world manga. And how much is this? You're like, oh, you know, ten dollars. No, nothing crazy. You know, what I'm saying, you know, you know, you just try, you try, you try to make cost. You know what I'm saying? You're not, you're not, you're not like a, you know, you're not a, uh, you're not that big that we can, we can upcharge. You know what I'm saying? So you're like, you know, I'm just trying to make cost. And they see you know, you got everybody, people online. You got like 10, 10, 15, 20 people online. Twenty, probably more than that throughout the like. You know, that's like within like an hour. Who like, you know, just buy it, I'll buy it. You know, so I have something to read while I'm in line. You know what I'm okay, saying? Like, you're, I think you're overthinking. You're winning me over. You're winning me over. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's I, not a bad business strategy. Also, $10 <laughs> is a great price because some of these guys at Wicked were charging $20, 25 bro. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, every, every time we get money back, so I mean, it depends on what your, uh, what your uh, what's it called, um, uh, your cost analysis is, right? Like, if, like, like I said, if you do it in Boston, and in Boston, that's probably like, I mean, it's probably not as far. So you don't have to, so the only thing you're paying for is the table and the manga yeah. and like stickers and stuff like that, right? So like the most important, most expensive stuff is flight and stay and food while you're out there. If it's anime, you're right around the corner, you go home and make dinner. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to eat. You don't have to. You choose to. Right? So like you can, you know, you can, you can sell it for a different price then. So I think you're overthinking it, man. I think, I think, you know, heavy foot track is good, is, is good no matter what, if you believe in what you're selling. That's true. That's true. Now we'll definitely look into it. I think by next year, I think going to DreamCon would be would be the goal. Because yeah, my friend, um, you know, make shade of red. He sold out at DreamCon. He didn't bring enough. He did. In my opinion, he didn't bring enough. But it's expensive. He's coming from the UK, so he's like, I'm not gonna, you know, go ahead and ball out on this. And then next thing you know, I'm asked out, and I didn't make enough. No, he sold out. He he he. By day two, like halfway through day two, he's like, Yeah, I'm just done with my table. I have nothing else to sell. So he just like took everything down. Damn, I mean, he got to experience the con, maybe. Yeah, but he should have brought more. He could have sold more. Like, I know. Yeah, he should have brought more. Like, so he people sell out. here to print. That's what he side. should. That's a gen- that would be a genius plan. You know, we should float that idea to him so he can come back. <laughs> Get him to come back to DreamCon. Um, but we, we got to wait for the topic a little bit. But yeah, I think that'd be awesome. You know, um, definitely sell some physicals and do that, like some concepts. That'd be awesome. Um, but before we get into kind of like more specific questions, um, I wanted to ask real quick if you could pick three anime slash manga, you know, each well, y'all could pick, y'all could both pick three, you and Nate, you and Z, Z you and Nate could both pick three. Um, an anime slash manga that were an inspiration to you, what would they be? Okay, I'll, I'll go first. An inspiration anime, um. I'm going Mob Cycle 100. Um, always loved it. Always loved that it's, you know, even the manga is like it's story first because, you know, the art is, the art is what it is. <laughs> um, uh, and the art works for the story, obviously, but like, you know, you're not catching, you're not going to beat out something that's like crazy or artistic. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, what else? Oh, Dragon Ball Z, it just has to, as much as I'm not like a big fan now or whatever, that's the OG, that's what I started on. And I remember as a kid, I would like draw, 
my own like Dragon Ball Z comics or something. Before I even knew that Dragon Ball Z started out as a manga, I would draw like little comics and stuff. So I have to put it in there for that. That's that's the inspiration of inspirations. And then ooh, last, last. We're on three. Oh man. I think Run with the Wind. The sports anime. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. You know, game recognized game. I like that ooh. You know, you know, you real one. That is hey man, I was going to go crazy. Maybe the sports anime goat. Um, the only reason it doesn't have that like distinction is longevity, right? Like IQ has way more episodes. Um you know, Blue Lock is about to have more episodes. I mean, Run with the Wind was 24 episodes and achieved more than both those animes combined, I think. So, that's me. What about you, Nate? Oh, this is hard since I'm not actually writing it. <laughs> um, but I would say in terms of, like, when I'm editing it, I'm, like, thinking of, like, plot, like, cohesion, and, like, does this... Like, is what I'm reading actually, like, having an impact on me as a reader? Like, where I'm just, like, addicted to it. I just want to keep reading it. Uh, I love a good villain. And I think that even though I haven't finished uh, Kuroko Basuke, I I think the, like, the sort of villains, if you will, um, like, the special characters with these crazy special powers, like... That's just like something that like has always stuck out to me. Again, I haven't finished the anime, so um, a little asterisk there. But uh, yeah, that that one has always stood out to me. Run with the wind, also just because like that. I mean, that's like one of the few anime, like especially one of the few like sports anime that has like brought tears to my eyes. Like you know what I mean? Like it's just such a beautiful anime. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one as well, and then. Honestly, like, this is gonna sound super nerdy, but like, I just, I, I'm such like, I'm such a nerd. Like, I love taking everything from like every different possible angle and then like trying to combine it together. So like, I just bring in things like from outside of anime, like writing in general. Like, I don't know for a, for a lot of like logical things, I try and like think about it from like I don't know a mathematical perspective. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that just sounds so whack, but like. There are so many interesting philosophers and so many interesting, like, ways to think about, like, I I do a lot of coding. So, like, that kind of influences me, at least from an editing perspective. I'm like, does this make sense at all? (laughs) Like, if you put two and two together, does that equal four? It equals five? Well, then no. So, we got to rework this somehow. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that I think those are probably the big two that have really, like, inspired me, at least when I'm editing. And then the third one isn't even... Sorry, that, that didn't really answer the question, but a third one is like <laughs> not an anime at all. Uh, it, it, it answers the questions. I mean, I totally get that. I mean, I do for my day job, I do a lot of coding. So, like, I totally get that. You know, okay. making a thinking, uh, what's, it, uh, what's the word, best word, making it make sense. Like, you know, like there's an error and I have to search through the entire code to find out where that error came from. You know, so no, I totally get that. That, that, that. that does answer the question. That does answer the question. Cool. <laughs> um, uh, going into like, I guess talking about talk, going again talking about I foot, you know, um, I X foot. Actually, no, that's the first question. Do you pronounce the X? Okay, we've been, you know, you know, we're through this. It's the uh, this is the biggest question in in anime history, 
<laughs> Do you pronounce the X? If you want to. That's always the worst answer, and yet that's always the one that people give. <laughs> I think I think I put it's kind of like fifty cent and fifty cent. You know what I mean? No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Fifty cent, fifty cent is, is a dialect. Fifty cent <laughs> is the actual name. <laughs> you know, but like it's. It, it, do you want to pronounce the X? I foot sounds dope. I X foot sounds dope. Hunter Hunter sounds dope. Hunter X Hunter sounds dope. Hunter X Hunter sounds stupid. Please. <laughs> Spy X family sounds stupid. What is, what is, it, what is the X for? Why, why are you put, what is what is the X to do with the family? You know. I'm, but see, that that's all part of the that's part of the plan because gets people oh talking. My oh my gosh! So I foot. I think it's, that sounds great. Oh my! I X foot. Even that sounds good too. Every single every single creator, as soon as they put a every single manga creator, since put an X in X in their name, oh yeah, that niggas gonna love this. <laughs> every single time they do, it, I, I hate y'all so much, man. I hate every single one of y'all. Um, <laughs> it's it's part of the culture. It's an initiation process. No, no. Um. <laughs> um. So, uh, how would you describe I foot? Like, what what is it? What's your description of it? What's your synopsis? Or not a synopsis, decide what you describe. I foot. I foot is it's she's the man meets Krokono Basque with a splash of Kaguya Sama Love is War. A lot of genres. A lot of genres. I Foot balances them all. It's a high intense football action uh, with a great story. That's character driven, so nothing's just randomly happening. And there's a romance in there as well. So it's everything's happening and everything relates back to futsal somehow, some way. The romance does, the characters do, and so the game becomes a way for viewers and for them to change and for us to see how they change and kind of like tackle certain aspects of life and certain things so it's it's seeing characters through a sport almost not seeing a sport through characters which some sports manga make the mistake of doing <laughs> that's fair um talking about that you know as a as a former athlete myself i used to play i played football i did track and field american football the real football um i did track and field <laughs> Uh, I did play a little, little bit, a little bit of futsal soccer um, when I was a kid. Now I play a lot of different sports. You know, football, American football being the main thing. Um, I know how important as an athlete means to me. Uh, you talk about you know relating everything back to you know futsal. That's what uh, the main character does in I Foot. You know, I've re- I I feel that I relate a lot of my life back to back to football. Because without, I feel like, you know, without football, I wouldn't be who I am today. So my question is, like, what does soccer mean to you? And how does how do you take that meaning and apply it to the world of iFoot? Um, I think Nate will probably agree with this. Like, doing this on top of, like, other work and, like, life feels like being a college athlete all over again. 
in so many ways. Like, you know, right now there's not a real big, you know, compensation as far as like money's concerned. You know, there'll be days, especially now that I've been animating, where I'm going to sleep at like 2, 3 a.m. and having to wake up at like 7. And it feels like, you know, if it wasn't for soccer kind of ingraining that like, you know, do the extra work. Um, be consistent, you know, those types of values. And, you know, make sure you execute, right? Because sports, sports doesn't let you get away with out executing. There's scoreboards, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter how well you played if you lose the game or anything. And it won't matter how many hours we stay up if people read IX foot and they go, oh, this is garbage, you know? And that's something that I learned from, you know, soccer. Uh, me and Nate would get up, especially our freshman year when uh, we thought the team was meritocracy. Yeah. <laughs> we'd get up and practice. Uh, Nate, you want to give really. You got anything, Nate? Yeah, and it's interesting, like, especially, like, you know, sports, especially soccer, um, is, like, I f when, when I think about it, I just think about, like, like the best teams understand, like, whether they know it or not, uh, like, game theory so well. Like, I'm not just saying that to throw out, like, some, like, smart-sounding things. Like, I, I actually, it's, like, crazy. Like, you can do so much more as a team than you can just, like, individually. And, like, we saw that with Argentina during the World Cup. Like, all the teams supporting Messi, and while he was still, you know, pretty, pretty spectacular as an individual – would not be anything without that team supporting him. Um, and Argentina were by far the most cohesive team as a, you know, as a team, at least in that tournament and, and they won. Um, and then like taking that, I think you can also see that in IX foot as well. Like the whole, like uh, one, you know, one big sort of like theme of the, of IX foot is like, or I foot, you know, whatever is <laughs> like this sort of like, individualism versus like team cohesion cohesion and how do you balance the two and so like that is so integral to like being on a sports team and it's like i think you can see that like kind of throughout i uh i foot and it's it's just really it's really cool because that affects like your life too in general um but yeah that's like one of my main takeaways from soccer that i, I definitely feel all that you know i mean when when it comes to like football too like that it's, it's interesting how athletes, you know, once you get out, once you get out of the sport, you don't like your mindset doesn't change. You know, like you take everything you've learned and grown yeah. from with that into like whatever you do next. So, you know, that's awesome. That's that's awesome. And you can you can you can see it in the in the manga a lot. Um, yeah, no, that's just awesome. Um, talking about talking about eye foot, you know, and soccer and everything like that. Um, what 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 was your inspiration for Komoto? You know, what was your inspiration for him? For Mr. Komoto? Mr. Komoto. Oh, Mr. Komoto. That's the is that the principal? That's the coach. That? That's the coach. Oh my gosh, the main character. I don't, I, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know why I blanked his name right now. Oh, uh, Dio yeah, Yes. Uh, say it again. Say it again, because I feel like I've been saying it wrong, and that's why I forgot. Dio Dene. Uh Fun fact: Dio is my middle name. Oh, it means, okay. It means God given in French. Ooh. Okay. Um, inspiration. 
definitely me. <laughs> um, and you kind of talked about that earlier. Yeah, you kind of talked about that earlier, you know? Yeah. yeah, but he's, you know, he's smart with his mouth. Um, he's a little bit unruly. Um, but in a, in a lot of ways, I kind of, I'm trying to think, there's an, there's an anime character who kind of like early Naruto, you know, where you still, despite all of his flaws, you still kind of want to love him. You know what I mean? Because, you know, early Naruto was always, was always complaining and trying to be cheeky or something. And honestly, kind of an annoying person. But at the end of an episode, you'd be like, dang, I love him. And so Diorne is like me and Naruto had a baby that doesn't have hella chakra. Um, <laughs> or plot armor. <laughs> uh, no hate to Naruto. And yeah, so he's yeah he's he's left footed just like I am. Uh, he loves playing indoor soccer, and he's you know he's got a confidence hang up on the court, which uh, you know, not saying I I had all the time, but those days when <laughs> I was like, damn, I could use a little more confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's he me and Naruto were the biggest inspirations. And of course, I tried to not make it too shonen, so I don't dive too much into the Naruto ness. I just want to make him as lovable as Naruto is, because I I think you can say anything about Naruto, but he is one of the most lovable anime characters. You talking to the wrong person, my brother? <laughs> you a Sasuke fan or something? I'm I'm not a Naruto fan in any way, shape, or form. He's talking to Dang. <laughs> well, that's tragic. <laughs> it wasn't it was not for me but not totally get that um you know next thing i have to ask about you know um the mask you know that's you know what what does that symbolize what is in, in um i see it sometimes you know in the manga um you see it kind of like use like his inner thoughts or like i guess inner selfishness i don't know how to explain it. like it, it it speaks to him in a way like a, a different part of him so like what is what what, what does that mean and what does that mean to him as a as a character. So the mask is a when him and the other character, yeah, like when you said that like the other character's mask could speak to him and be like, mm-hmm. yo, you can't pass the ball. When they played together, they would get to the final and they would always lose to this one team. And so that team used to call them sacrificial lambs. Mm. And him and his old teammate, who now basically haunts him, right, were wrestling fans. And there's a wrestler named Bray Wyatt. And I'm pretty sure you've seen my tweets. I tweet a lot about wrestling. You do. Um, do. And Bray Wyatt used to wear the a sheep mask, or one of his, like, underlings used to wear it. So in Icefoot, they, they were like, yo, they called us sacrificial lambs. We're going to own it we're going to wear the mask and become the thing they say we are, and we're going to beat them while being this thing. So now he wears the mask. Oh, that's why they started wearing the mask. And now he wears the mask because he wants to beat his old teammate and get him back. Um, So that's going to be detailed out more um, in the short film. 
the whole origin and that whole story and how it all came to be will be explained there in way more detail and in some cool animations. But yeah, that is that is the story behind the mask. It has like, and you know, it's funny because when I first put on the mask, um, and I'm glad Nate did just shoot it down because it, it did make too much sense. It didn't actually have a story at all. Mm-hmm. And then as I wrote it, I was like, okay, the mask definitely needs a story because someone's going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you need a story for everything, you know? Um, uh, my boy Bo, he's a... Uh... Uh, when it comes to this stuff, he's usually he usually does it with me even busy, but he's he's a lot more detail oriented when it comes to stuff. He's he'll he'll ask questions about like I remember we was talking to um my boy Pat from Studio Maho in his first time we interviewed him, and he was like, "Hey, the clock on the wall read this time," and I was wondering, did it relate to this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, and there was an answer for it. Pat had an answer for him. So <laughs> the bigger you get. And the more people pay attention to what you do, the more crazy questions you're going to get. And it's like, yeah. That's true. That's true. But it has a meaning now, and that, that's the meaning. They used to be called sacrificial lambs. Basically said, all right, bet these, these lambs are going to beat you. And now he almost wears it as like a, a trauma response from his old teammate, basically ditching him, which you'll see in the short film. Interesting, interesting. Um, my last question for, for this interview is um, uh, how do you think your, your sports manga stands up to other popular sports manga? Oh, that is a good question. You know, I think, and you know, not to be, not to be arrogant or something, but I think it is, it's better than a lot of other sports manga. Um, and I, you know, personally, I'm like the way I look, it's kind of like the sports mentality, right? You know, I, I think of sports manga is about sports already competitive. Um, and you know, like you said, you take that athlete mindset with you and there were days when you were playing a team that was better than you, but you still had to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, I'm going to be better than these guys on the field, on the track or whatever. It's the same with with the manga here. Like, I think it's better than a lot of other manga. I think the story is more intriguing. I think it's fresh. I think the characters have more variety to them. Um, I think the art, you know, I'll I'll say some of them have better art. (laughs) (laughs) But I think Ike's foot when compared to other sports manga is it's it's up there it's just not known yet but i think the story and everything is is better than most because you know a lot of sports manga have a lot of just random stuff happening you know there's always a trend of the the nerd who gets to go up from the bottom and become like a a real star or there's always two prodigies you know something like that you know, Haikyuu does that. Kuroko no Basuke kind of does the same thing. And Foot doesn't do any of that and still manages to be a fun story that's enjoyable to follow with nice art as well. So, um, long story short, yeah, I, I think it's it's better than most. 
Okay. Okay. It's big words, you know. Well, I, you know, I will say sports manga. You know, they do be hitting or missing. You know, so sometimes I feel like they, like I said, they be trying to do, they be trying to do too much. Or I know people like Kuroko No Basket, but also feel like this is going to be a hot take. I feel like a lot of black people like it because it's about basketball. And I might sound racist, but I remember I'm black, so I can say that. And that's what it feels. They're like Kuroko No Basket goes hard, and then I watch it and I said. They just beat a team 120 to 5. That's ridiculous. That's not real. Like, it's not even fun. Like, it's like, at some point, it's not even fun. I remember, and I said, I use this, I use this scene in, in the, um, in anime all the time because it pisses me off. It's with the dude that always makes threes no matter where in the court and he's playing against, oh, yeah. uh, another one, another one of the generations. And they're like, and they're like, oh my gosh, like, we, like, we, we, you know, um, uh, and he says that like halftime, like, oh, mama's at my limit. You know, you guys have to step it up. Da, da, da. And then, like, it gets to like, the end of the third, and like he like shoots a full court shot, and the guy walks up to him. He's like, "Oh my gosh, man, you told me that's your limit." He said, "Ah, oh, then I just have to get past it." Why did you introduce the limit if it doesn't exist? Like, what was the point of that? Like, and that's like that's the whole show. The whole show is like one point, one point, one person, a person says something, and then immediately goes against it. Like moments later, if it wasn't about basketball, I don't think niggas would fuck with it. And I, that's it's a hot take. If this shit was about cricket. Niggas would say it was trash. I'm not lying. I'm just being real. I, I, I feel like niggas don't want to admit that. They want to say, oh, yeah, it's basketball. It, it don't mean it. It's all basically black. And I'm like, okay, cool. That doesn't make the anime good. I'm just, you know, you know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with you and agree. Because one of my biggest gripes with Kuruko no Basuke is that you never saw them practice any of those things or something, right? They, like you just said, they'd just be playing the game and it'd be like, you need to break your limit. And then he'd just break it. And you're like, all right, cool. <laughs> like, no rhyme or reason. Right? And I, I mean, like, in the scenes they do have, every scene they have a practice is like them, you know, being like proven why a generation of miracles is so good or why this person's so good. Like, they'll like do like a one on one match and they'll just like kill them. They're like, oh my gosh, you need to get it better. You're not as good as you think you are. But when then it goes like the game and I'm like, okay. And then it's like, you know, it's like, I, like I remember Iomine and, and the copy guy who's pretty cool. And he was like, he's like, I can perfect copy Iomine. Watch me. And he like, he does it. And so my dad, I'm just like, this is entertaining. Like, I'm not going to say it's not entertaining. It's entertaining. But when people be trying to put it, yeah, this is the best sports anime ever come out, I'm like, you're fucking lying. There's no, there's never, in my opinion, in the 100 episodes I've watched, there's barely any emotional stakes to anything that happens. It's just like watching, it's like watching Dragon Ball, but, 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 but like, um, um, Basketball, and I can say Dragon Ball has more emotional stakes than Kuroko no Basket. Like, at least somebody dies, like, somebody will die. Like, I mean, you can wish better than Dragon Ball, but like, then you at least have a few episodes where they're not there. You gotta find Dragon Balls, like, I do it. Like, there's a process to get them back to life, but with like Kuroko no Basket, you could just they fail upwards. All the, and I mean, hey man, that's a beautiful thing, but they all fail upwards every single time. I'm like, whatever. No, whatever. and you know what? My biggest gripe with Kuroko no Basket is at the end, it's all about teamwork. And I love the show. Nate knows I love Kukuno Basket. Mm-hmm. I've watched it like three times. <laughs> I love the show. But it defeats its premise because it's like, oh, it's about teamwork and they all get into like the zone and they're all mm-hmm. in the team zone thing. Mm-hmm. But I was like, Kuruko and Kagabe were prodigies too. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, the show is like, ah, don't be the individual. But these guys were just one playing with each other most of the time. Mm-hmm. And two, a geniuses. These are mad geniuses. This is like mm-hmm. basically LeBron and AD. Yep. You know, and like yep. the generation, 
generation like Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson and all of them. And it's like, yeah, LeBron and AD aren't like scrubs. Like <laughs> the whole purpose of the show when they made the main characters be the thing that they were trying to defeat in the first place. Also, like, also overpowered. Like, Kuroko is... T- when Kuroko gets stronger or whatever, he's fucking yeah. overpowered. Like, and, you know, it, it was always funny to me when they gave him my power names. Like, oh, he has the... He, he could do the, the, the invisible shot. The boy just dribbled under you and did a layup. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> you fell for a pump fake and let this... Very, like, they make, they make it out this so that he is not fast. The slow boy dribble around you and make a layup. Like, imagine you're watching it. Imagine you're watching this invisible pass and shot, and you watch it, and you're like, and all you see is this, this kid, like, draw across the court and throw it when no one's looking. And you're like, are y'all dumb? Like, like y'all just have bad defense. Y'all have holes in your defense. This is not good defense. And it's like, or or you jump, you jump for a puff fake, and he just crosses over and then makes a layup. And you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't see him go that way. And they're like, oh, he's right in front of you. Like, he's like 5'2". Like, he's not, he's not like, invisible. Like, <laughs> you can see him. <laughs> like, I, it was just so ridiculous to me. Like, I, I couldn't, like, you know, like, the whole thing is, like, um, when you're writing a story, there's a there's an amount of disbelief an audience can suspend. And yeah. if you make it too ridiculous, they can't suspend disbelief for everything. And that's me with Crocodile Basket. And the thing, like, Blue Lock works in the almost like paradoxical way to that rule, right? Because Blue Lock is absolutely ridiculous. Like everything about it is like not normal. A guy is collecting high school kids mm-hmm. and basically locking them up <laughs> to play basically career death soccer. And those, those, weird... those parts of percent, those parts of percent, okay. And it, it stays in that track. Whereas, like, Kuruko's trying to be, like, in the real world, but hella ridiculous at the same time. And then after a while, you're like, okay, it doesn't really make sense the way y'all are doing this. But Blue Lock is just, you know, it gives corny names to its moves. Like, Nagi has the black hole touch or something. Baro calls himself king. You know, it's like, I'll never play soccer again. And it's, like, just so ridiculous. But it works. It just it's funny dies because he t- he tells him at the beginning of the thing, he's like, if you lose here, you could never play soccer again. You could never you know, try to go for the Olympic team. And I'm like, these yeah. are high schoolers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine you're a freshman in high school and now like you lost Blue Lock and now you can never try out again for the Olympic team. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what about when I'm 20? I'll be better when I'm 20 and I can't try then. No, no. But if you're if you're not if you're not good enough to be better than you know Ronaldo at age 14. You fucking suck. You'd never play it again in this in this country. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous premise. You know, it's funny. It's funny. You bring up Blue Lock. I remember. I remember us specifically talking on the timeline about hey, how AO actually is better, and you yeah. never brought it up once. And so I was like, wow. I was like, wow. We bring up Blue See, Lock. Like, like Blue I, Lock is the top. Like it's AO actually. Come on now. I love AO but it blue lock took over the world man part of that is strategic timing they released during the world cup and then just just for kicks and giggles japan was pulling out wins in the last minute that looked similar to blue lock stuff um and everybody was going like crazy and being like the blue lock project is working um awashi blue lock is a more enjoyable watch i think awashi is a better anime and story 
And I think it was super cool to see his growth because it's a bit more soccer focused. But Blue Lock is just absolute. Blue Lock is like Dragon Ball, but soccer. And I'm already a soccer fan, so that's where I'm at. But I, I love how actually, I think over time, it will definitely eclipse Blue Lock. All I'm going wow. to say, all I'm going to say is, well, let me finish Blue Lock because I got bored. I'm not going to, people, again, people are going to say, oh, you're crazy, you're crazy. As I said in our thread on Twitter, Every time these niggas is not trying to kick each other's head off, I'm in pa- I'm painfully bored. Like the first episode was the only part where I was like, where I was like, you know, um, first episode where like that, that I think that was compelling. That was compelling. Get into the Blue Lock facility, boom, boom. As soon as they get in the Blue Lock facility, these are some of those boring people ever. These are those boring little niggas I've ever in my life. I'm sitting there watching them. I'm like, yeah, okay, they're eating steak. That's cool. Like it's annoying, but like they get over. They get over the whole not getting food because you're not. You know, um, the best team after like day three, because after day three, you know, they just start winning. So you know, I mean, they lose a little bit, but like it's a, it's a round robin tournament, so whatever. But like, you know, they get over it. You know, Ao Ashi gave me story beats, memorable moments, and you know, good emotional states from day one, and never let off the gas. The moment, you know, this is a spoiler if you haven't watched Ao Ashi, but the moment they hit us with the oh. I never meant for you to be a strike, a forward. I think you're a perfect mid. And he was like, what? I mean, a defender. I think you're a perfect defender. And he was like, what? I live for making goals. How could you do this to me? Like, it, it, like the way it flipped it on its entire head. Like the, it, it basically changed the whole anime within an episode. Because the, whole, the, the anime is marketed and how you watch the first like four or five episodes as, oh, he's going to become this really good striker, yeah. he's really good forward, he's really going to become this and this, only for it to be ripped off money feet. And it was unpredictable because it wasn't really, because he was doing good and like they were putting the man he was doing what he was supposed to do. Like it wasn't like, it was like some predictable rug pull. It wasn't unpredictable rug pull. There was no tell. There was no tell that the cat, that the coach is going to be like, oh no, you were never meant to be a striker. You see the whole field. You should be in the back. You should be the defender. You should and be you know, a vocal leader. Like, that's who you should be. And, like, that's so, all. I don't know, man. It made will test, like, how actually feels like real soccer. Because, like, the logic yeah. there, too, to why he should have been a left back mm-hmm. made absolute sense. Like, if oh, you absolutely. played soccer, like, me and Nate, when we were watching how because I ended up finishing it. Nate, did you? Nah, actually, I didn't. <laughs> but I got to that uh, point. I got to that point. <laughs> but it, you watch it and you're like, oh, dang, that's real. That's actually like something that would happen. And it's cool because it, it breathes life into soccer mm-hmm. to where, you know, if you don't watch soccer, you're still like interested in how that works. And then, of course, he also invested in who our is, right? Because everybody kind of wants to be the star. And Blue Lock yeah. feeds into that. And makes you go crazy on that. Whereas, like, Awashi's like, I wanted to be the star, and I'm not. And that's also a really familiar feeling for a lot of soccer players. Like, nobody wants wants to be a goalkeeper. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody wants to be the defender. We <laughs> At some point, we all wanted to score goals. Um, so, I think over time, especially from what I've seen, Blue Lock, the manga, is better than the anime. I just think it is. Oh, Ashi, I haven't read the the manga, but I, from what I hear, it's gonna get better. Um, the anime, 
I do think at the epic moments it could do a little more animation wise, but like you know, first season budgets, you know how it goes. Also, also feel like you know, even though it's about like I said, like and I think this is what I like about certain like Run with the Wind, Haikyuu, um, oh my gosh, there's a tennis anime which I cannot remember right now. Prince of and, Tennis, not Prince of Tennis, not Prince of Tennis, <laughs> not Prince of Tennis. Um, it's a different one. But what I like about certain um uh sports anime is how it relates to real life how it affects you you know deeply you know because a lot of people sports are life right and so that's what i like about actually that, that, that's I, like, that's what it comes like with like um that's where you know kuroko and blue lock lose me because um i feel like if you can't give me a good like real life piece to it it automatically takes it down a notch because you know when you separate all of the, the the kids from society and force them to fight against each other did it them you're you're getting the best of the best together right you're not really having the same issues with where you know and, I, and people are like oh you know it made them all they're all good after it like it, it takes away i feel like the elements of sports where you have a kid that's you know or an athlete or an adult whatever who is supremely talented but has to work with people who aren't or someone who was supremely talented on one team, but then moves to another one and is now average. And then the 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 or you're a team that just generally sucks, and then you now have to find a way to claw yourself up from the bottom, right? Like you're not special. You have to work hard for everything you want. You have to get up there because you don't have a Ronaldo or you know American football wise, you don't have a Ladainian Tomlinson or a Tom Brady. You gotta you gotta crawl yourself up from the bottom to make it up to the top. And like, so uh, I think that's totally. what, like, yeah, like Blue, Blue Lock to me is, I'm not saying it's bad. Like, I'm not saying Crocodile Basket is bad. I think it's ridiculous. And I think the people, the pedestal people, people put it on is ridiculous. However, I get the enjoyment from it. Blue Lock, I think, in my opinion, is a little bit better. I know people won't fight me on that, but that's just my opinion. If, if, Blue Lock's again, definitely better than Kuroko. Yeah, yeah. If Kuroko was about, like, like, if Blue Lock was about cricket, it would still be good. If Kuroko was about cricket, you look at the shit like it was trash. They like they like they like. Oh my gosh! They, he has the power to hit a cricket ball back and forth across the wall and smack it again. Oh my gosh! It's amazing. Like <laughs> no 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 one would be gassed off it. Have you seen Salary Man's? What was it? Oh yeah, Salary Man goes straight too. Why you come on now? Salary that Man goes was, crazy. That was dope. Man, that's oh so man, good. that's. I just remembered it when you were asking about the tennis one. I was like, there's yeah. one. I was like, it's badminton. And it's like, oh, salaryman's club, right? Mm-hmm. Sa- salary, well, that's not what I was thinking about. But yeah, salaryman's club was good, too. So again, another thing about, you know, aging out of sports, you know, like they, you didn't get to where you wanted to go. So you like join a company and they have a badminton team. And now you're getting a second chance at doing what you love. Right, and I, I know the cliche sports stories. I get it. We have all of them in American movies. I fucking get it. But there's no reason why they're profitable because they're good, especially when you fight them well. Okay, you know when you take away all that, you take away all that emotional weight from the sport, and you just have the sport by itself. Right, you you lose. I think what makes the sport important because people don't people don't just play sports for fun like that. Like you know, I, I coach high school kids. Right, I have kids that play for fun. Right. But I got kids that play because they want to make it to the next level. 
They want to play in college. They want to play in the NFL. I have kids who do it because that's the only outlet they have. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it takes away the human part of sports, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel that. I feel that. No, I get that, too. Salary hits different for that reason, too. Like, especially if you're working and watching that, you're like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it just hits, hits so different. So, no, I feel that. Yeah, I, I think I think um uh, I as you say I got my soapbox. I could I could talk about this shit all day, man. I that should that should be that should be on my mind. I be seeing people like top five, and I see Croco in there. And I be like, y'all niggas, y'all niggas don't like good things, bro. <laughs> 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 got a homie that loved that shit, and he be like, it's better than hike you, man. Like the dude can oh. shoot from three to all across the court, and I'm like, sometimes I just want to fight you. Like I think you had a whole season. Eight episodes about one match, and that was some of the hypest shit I've ever seen in my life. The dude, the dude, the dude. The, I, st- I still think about the moment the band was playing. The the, the sound is loud. It's it's intense. It's and, it, and the, uh, the dude from um uh, the team raises his hand and makes a fist, and everyone stops, and it's like it gets s- super quiet, and like that was more intense than when the music was playing, and I'm like, this shit is amazing. That's just a go. Like it's like it, I, 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 I felt like I stopped breathing for a second. He stopped me. I was like, "Deep." <laughs> <laughs> like it was just, it was just so electric. Like I felt like I was at the match. I felt like I was watching them. I felt like I was there. Like I was an animated character watching oh, the goddamn yeah, match. No, yeah, yeah. That episode that hit when he just. And I was like, "Damn!" What's, I was like, "What's gonna happen next?" Like, like if I if I can't watch if I don't watch sports anime specifically. If I don't watch it and I don't have that I thought felt thought in the thought of my mind like oh my gosh what's going to happen next you failed and I mean if it's like you know shonen where it's like a fight you know the protagonist always wins some way I'm not really expecting that I feel like sports has to have the oh has to always have out of everything the human part everything has to always have the fear of losing if you can't give me the fear of losing while watching you failed. It's not at that point. It's just it's just another shonen. It's not like sports to me. It's just shonen. Like, like if I don't feel like they're gonna lose, if I don't feel like it's a, a actual battle, then I'm like, you know, I'm just I'm just watching Naruto fight somebody again. Like I'm not like he has a dragon inside. Of, he's like he has, he has a monster inside of him, like a nine tail demon. He's not gonna lose. Okay, I'm watching the Avatar before he gets in his Avatar state. He's not gonna lose. You know, like yeah. I. So. That's just my unbiased take against Crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that, that's that's all I had for the interview. You know, I mean, we got to shoot the shit a little bit. Um, for people listening, um, if you you know, all the links will be in the description. But also, if you want to check them out, Third World Manga, um, you get to talk to Z all the time because like, I guess Nate doesn't like us. Um, and <laughs> Z, Z, Z's been Z's been uh, in charge is the marketing head apparently. Um, and <laughs> frustratingly, you can you can find it on Webtoons at iFoot, iXFoot, uh, whatever however you want to pronounce it. Um, spelled is exactly that sounds like the links are going to be in the description. Um, really appreciate. Both of y'all coming on here and uh, and talking about Thermomonger, talking about iFoot. And I can't wait to see what comes next from you guys.
Thank you, thank you. Big things are coming. Like, big things are coming. Trust me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Thanks for having us on here. Oh, no problem, man. I can't wait to get my thank physical, you. man. Add it to my collection. Don't worry. We we Like I said, we reload in with a new artist. And you'll be seeing pages soon, 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 soon. And it's about to be... It's about to be something special. Blue Lock, Kurokono Basque. <laughs> I'll just shout out. Uh, I'll go with those two. We're coming for heads. We're coming for heads. Oh, but yeah, right, thank so... you. For, thank you for letting us let us come on here. Ain't no problem, man. Um, so to finish off, you're gonna do what we always do, which is last words. You can get all some slander. You can get all some praise if you want to. I don't. I don't. You know. Uh, I don't promote that, but you can. As you can see, I'm a man full of hate. Um, you can, uh, <laughs> you can uh, slander. Uh, um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm fucking tripping. Uh, praise. You can, uh, you know, pub yourself. You know, what I mean, talk about you know what you do. I already kind of did, but you can do it again. You know, what I mean, people can never hear it too much. You know what I'm saying? You know, pub yourself. Um, and yeah, just you know, what I mean, uh, what what is something you feel like you got to get off your chest? Okay, get something off your motherfucking chest. That's what the that's what the goal here is today. Um, so go ahead, Z. I'm gonna go with praise and slander at the same time. I want to thank Black Anime Ashbeard guy. Um, the storyteller, uh, I think you've probably seen one of, or two of his videos. Uh, he put me on his YouTube channel when I was like nothing. And I just texted him and he's like, oh, this is dope. <laughs> and he put me on he's dope. He's dope. He's a, he's British, just like Ash, um, uh, black British. And they're just cool. You're cool. Putting on creators like me, you know putting on for guys who are trying to like make you know anime and manga communities better and i want to put down guys who you know say no like and you don't have to accept everybody but you know there's good stories out there and i i reached out to one guy and i'm not gonna say his name but he makes corny uh hunter hunter video essays on youtube <laughs> So I, I was in the wrong market in general. <laughs> Even then, he was like, oh, I can't do that. Or else everybody and their moms would be asking me to look at their manga. And I was like, first off, how many people write manga, bro? Like, <laughs> I don't know like, how many are reaching out to you. Second, if, if Togashi asked you to do his manga, you'd do it, wouldn't you? So fuck that guy. Fuck publications like him. <laughs> Um, you can't complain about manga diversity and, you know, whether that be story diversity or character diversity and not put on, you know, indie creators. You're just, you're feeding the system because there doesn't need to be more videos on how Kilua is the opposite of Gone or something, bro. We good. So fuck that guy. Um, shout out to guys like you. Shout out to storyteller Ashbeard guy. Um, all ages of geek, shout them out. Uh, just putting on for us, man. Like we don't get on a lot of platforms because we're small, and of course we could be doing better, better marketing. B minus, B minus <laughs> TV on Instagram, shout them out. I got a lot of people to shout out. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I get to be making manga in this period of time where there's people who take indie manga seriously and are willing to see it shine. 
Um, shout out Nate. Uh, Nate's here on the podcast with me. Nate was one of the first few people to take, you know, my writing seriously. And I probably wouldn't be here shouting him out if he hadn't taken it seriously initially. Um, and uh, shout out Samuel Spencer. Same thing. Um, and shout out my wife, Mariah Swartzen. Um, she's she's in for the grind, <laughs> um, <laughs> which I quite appreciate. You know, if I if I need money to pay an artist or something of that sort, she's got me. I'm in college right now, and she works, and she's always there to support and. The beautiful lady. I love her dog. And I think her dog loves me more than her. And uh, you know, shout out we call her dog the big homie. Shout out to Big Homie. And uh, yeah, that's that's it. Okay, okay. Okay. Go ahead, Nate. What you got, Nate? I mean, I uh <laughs> I don't have nearly as much, but I'll say shout out to all the same people, uh besides well actually even including um Z's wife, because she is awesome. Uh, <laughs> and uh, shout her out. Yeah, I mean, especially considering some of the other women you've dated. Like, yes, <laughs> shout out to her. She is she is one of the real homies. Uh, and yeah, honestly, shout out to anybody that's really supported us because I it, it's not easy to take a chance on on something like this because you really don't know. But you know, fuck that shit. Thank you for. For taking the risk on us. Also, thank you for having us here. I uh, listened to a couple episodes before I got on, and I was like, "Damn, uh, great flow!" And uh, just really nice to listen to while you like are working or you know slaving away at your job. Um, and yeah, I I guess like all my bitterness is reserved for people who don't want to take the chance yet. I'm just like, yeah, just do it, man. Like, well, what's holding you back? Like this this world gives us so many reasons not to do things. Like. It's just too, it's too overwhelming to just like, just do it. Like, just do it. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, shout out Z for, I guess, like opening up to me and like letting me be a part of the process. And I, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see where this journey takes us. We've got big things planned and we're trying to assemble the Avengers for the next step. And that's a lot harder <laughs> than we thought it would be. Um, yep. So yeah, yeah. Don't just don't be lame. Do it. <laughs> just do whatever you're gonna do. Uh, go with for what you're passionate for. And so yeah, that that's what I got. All right, all right. That's so so positive. You know, it gives me it gives me it gives me just the the good feelings inside. I love it. Um, <laughs> awesome. I'm glad I could inspire you too. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, appreciate both y'all for coming on. Um, I mean, me and Daryl Manga have been talking for a long time on the timeline, and he's always been in my back pocket of somebody who I wanted to have on here once. I felt comfortable enough to, uh, I, we felt comfortable enough to start having interviews again. So, yes, you, you were the first person on my mind. So, Oh, um, dang. That means a lot. That means a lot. Yeah, yeah, Yo, yeah, we'll do this again. We'll do this again. Oh, thanks, man. Again, for sure. Yeah, get, I, I, we always like to have return. We've done, we done City of Maho twice. We've done a few people twice. So we always love having multiple, oh, you know, returns. Wait, wait. Can I get one more, one more slander in? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> man, honestly, it's a bit of advice, too. Fuck the homies. You know, your friends. 
or on Twitter caping for celebrities they've never met or athletes they've never met or politicians or whatever when you're out here trying to work and do something different and get it big. Fuck all those guys. Um, if you're a creative, initially only tell like-minded people. Mm. Find the nates of the world. Find someone you know who won't be like, oh, well, I'll support it when it's big. Because, you know, a lot of people are like that, right? Like, once you get going, then they start showing up like, I knew, I knew, bro. I was just treating like you, you like that so you could work harder. So, fuck all those guys. You know, they're, they're out here caping for LeBron James to try and get a fifth championship, which I hope he wins. Uh, <laughs> I don't know it's in the cards, but I mean, I ain't to try. try yeah, I don't, I don't think it's in the cards either. And if he plays with his son in Orlando or whatever, he's going to have to just say goodbye to that. Um, but yeah, no, fuck those guys. Find like-minded people. Um, like, you, we, we met on Twitter, and you supported me more than people I've known, like, eight, ten years. <laughs> so, you know, find like-minded people. Those are the people that are going to elevate you, get you working, get you thinking, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, fuck your friends. You know. <laughs> I love me. So, I love me. Let's fuck. Fuck Arsenal. They ain't winning the title this year. Ooh, you know, I'm going to bring that up, too. I was like, how people about Arsenal, you know what I mean? That, that's a little bit of soccer I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, Ash is an Arsenal fan. It's about to be a tough, <laughs> tough end of this season for him. <laughs> oh, man, I love me on a hate on his heart, man. You know, it, it, it brings me joy. Um, <laughs> hey, hate, uh, hate is essential. You know, someone hey, did invent the car because they love making cars. They made it because they hate walking. You got to <laughs> use that hate. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You, I, that's facts. We can end on that, but we're not because I have something to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, first of all, I appreciate y'all for coming out. If you want to check out iFoot, it's got about 10 chapters on Webtoon right now. Definitely good. worth the read. Um, especially if you're really into sports anime manga or you want to try something new out it's definitely worth it so definitely go check it out um, uh, appreciate both y'all for coming on appreciate you Nate for going and checking out some episodes we're going to be dropping more soon we think we have over 100 but like you know we, we kept renumbering them like season 4 so like I don't know what number of episodes we're on I would do like 100 episodes special but I, I, I think it wouldn't be accurate but whatever but um <laughs> Appreciate you for, you know, checking them out and, you know, checking us out. Um, my last, my slander. Thank you. My slander. You know, I haven't had time to say this. And the fact that uh, Z um, just finished up Mob, Mob Psycho season, the last season, final season, I have something to say, man. I have something to say. And I love Mob Psycho. I love it. I think it's a really good show. I think that last season was the worst season of the show. I don't know. I don't know what they thought. I don't know what he thought it was cooking with that. It it was it was anticlimactic. It was lazy. It was it, it was animated very well, but it did not hit. It did not hit in any way, shape, or form in the way that season two did. Especially for how long we waited for it. I see people. I see people capable. I fell asleep during like episode three. The whole broccoli head arc, I felt like I felt like had to rewind, and I was like, you know, whatever, who cares? It doesn't really matter that much. And it didn't, because I know Mob Psycho. It didn't matter. It really didn't matter. So I was like, 
it was a compared to the the lead up, everything that was happening through season one and season two, for the last season three to be like that, I was wholly disappointed. It was it, it, it was animated well, voice acted well. You know, I'm not gonna like the technical parts were good, but the, the story itself was tragic, tragic. Okay, it just did not. It did not do what it what I what I wanted to do. What I what it felt like I sh- what I felt like it should do. It was just a disappointment in all levels. And uh, for people who like it, I know exactly what kind of person you are, and that's why I don't talk to you. <laughs> so um, that's uh yeah. People, it I think was a people, shame people, when he when he didn't get the girl, and then and on top of that, the way they treated Dimples, bro. Uh, yeah, that was tragic. It didn't make any sense to his whole character arc throughout the whole show. Yeah, like, I was just like, he's just turning into a villain again. I'm like, how does that make sense? We've been through this like and four like times. A, and it was like a throwaway joke too. That's 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 the part that got me the most. It was like a throwaway joke. And so the end of the arc where you know he protects Mob or whatever, and, but then he comes back to life. So what was the point of the whole thing about him dying and Mob being sad and him sacrificing himself for Mob to just come back? Yeah. Yeah. No. That was that was useless. They needed yeah. to have a theme. And then they the needed whole, to talk about something. They, they just, the shit just happened. And like the whole thing where that ended with, you know, um, Mob going crazy and his, um, and um, uh, Reagan end up like telling him the truth. And that's what kind of knocked him out of it. He's like, oh, you already know. That was new news. He's been known. Like, we already had this discussion. Like, this is a discussion that he's having like three times already. Like, it was just, it was just, a, it was just like, I was like, man. I was so disappointed that last season. I expected so much more, and I've never been let down more in my life. Like you know, I've had some things let me down, and that hurt me more. They spent way too much time with the the like paranormal society group. I, and I've I never cared about them. And I get it was like a farewell. Like I agree. Like it was a farewell to everything. But you didn't build them up for me to care. I can't, the bodybuilding group. Yeah. You didn't really build up the paranormal group. Like you they they were in in and out episodes from here to there. But the, that one episode I thought was cool. I thought it was funny. Like I thought it was interesting. But like it it I think it it harks back to the issues with with um series that are comedic and are um uh parodies. Because when you when you like uh, episode two season two you start taking stuff seriously, and then season three you take a step back and stop doing that, you you automatically lose the edge that you that you gained. And so, yep. especially since season two was so heartfelt. Season two was so heartfelt. Just to go back, and I was like, whatever. So, yeah, no. Yeah, no I was like, season three was a... Go ahead. Before. I'm not hating that slander. <laughs> God, I saw people praising it, and I was like, you guys are lying! You're just saying this because you like Mob and Reagan. It wasn't good. <sighs> it wasn't good. But yeah, that's it. That's it for the Black Game Podcast today. Um, please check us out. Um, you can you better read the transcript for the interview on offblackmag.com, um, where you can you know look at Off Black Magazine and look at Black Anime at the same time. You can click the, the little thing in front, you can click it. Um, please support the magazine. Um, we're gonna be dropping more issues sooner. Um, I want to go physical someday, don't know when. Also, um, come next year, we're gonna do something really special, something different, something not different, but something new for us. You know what I'm saying? Other people, you know what I'm saying whatever, but something new for us. Um, so um, I hope that we can, you know, all, you know, appreciate that. Come through, read them, read the issues. We we dropping, we 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 drop, we've been dropping uh, more articles lately. You know, outside of issues, and we actually um, 
we've got press passes to different cons, so we're doing, um, you know, experience issues and interview issues with different people and everything like that. And I'm hoping we can continue doing that. So please, you know, read it, add us, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok, even though I don't use it, but follow us anyway. You know, what I mean, just do it. You know, just do it to do it. Um, you know, off black and uh, off BLXXK, same thing as black anime. BLXXK anime. So please check us out. Um, again, go check out their manga and iFoot. You can find them on Webtoon um, and you can follow them on Instagram. I don't know, Instagram, Twitter. No, you have Twitter, Instagram too, right? They're on Instagram. Too. Yeah, yeah, we got, we, yeah, we, I explored Instagram, I Instagram too. Um, so follow them, check them out. If, you, if you're into it, you'll be into it, I promise. Um, but yeah, that's it for today. That's it for uh, this week's, this month's episode, this interview. I don't know, whatever. whatever. That's it for this. And uh appreciate you guys. And yeah, I will check listeners next time. And I'll check y'all next time too. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks.